Welcome, you're listening to Saltgrass. This is just a quick little message with some New Year's reflections and updates for you. As ever, I'm recording this on Jara country, home of the Jajarurung, a land they have cared for and tended for tens of thousands of years. We are being blessed with a wonderfully mild summer this year. We've had rain and temperatures that are yet to climb into the 40s. Jara country is large and reaches from the cooler and wetter Dalesford area to the semi-arid area that is Castlemaine and Bendigo. Here in Castlemaine, our soil is largely clay and rock and everything dries out and goes yellow by November and December. January and February is a time of brittle, hollow grass stems, baked brown lawns and careful water management to keep your fruit trees and non-native plants alive. I lived my first decade out here without air conditioning, so a spray bottle and a pedestal fans were my best friends. The local swimming hole was also my favourite place to spend hours. Swimming, sitting on the bank, reading, eating, drawing, swimming again. Sometimes jumping in fully clothed so that the cooling effect would last longer. It wasn't until I lived out here that I understood the true wonder that is evaporative cooling. This year though, I've had swims in drizzling rain and have hardly turned on my newly installed split systems. It's really nice to not have to worry about bushfires or watch them unfold as we did in such a catastrophic way last summer. But this is just one year of reprieve. El Nina has been our friend, but we know that overall temperatures are rising each year. 2020 was the hottest year on record aside from 2016, and it was a close call. Some call it essentially a tie for the hottest year ever recorded. 19 of the 20 warmest years have all occurred since 2001. Yet our government is still denying climate change and refusing to transition away from fossil fuels. What that means for us here in central Victoria is that summers are only going to get hotter and drier. I remember Harley in the Caring for Country episode a couple of months ago talking about how ecologists are already seed saving and helping even our hardy native plants survive by bringing them south incrementally. We can't all retreat south to Tasmania as climate change comes in. There's not enough room. We really need to do everything we can right now to reduce emissions, draw down carbon and find ways to live that not only reduce our carbon emissions, but make us caretakers not just takers on this planet. This summer, I have taken a full month off from my various workplaces. I'm only days away from everything starting again and yet I still feel tired. I have heard it expressed by so many people around me. We're all bloody exhausted. How can a year of being locked down and forced to stay at home have exhausted us so much? But you know, not knowing what's gonna happen next and worrying about possible disasters is exhausting. Having to rethink even the smallest and most habitual of actions is tiring. Not knowing if you'll have enough money or if going to the shops will give you a deadly virus, yep, that's pretty tiring. Here in Victoria, we've been extremely lucky to have a government who has taken the science seriously and has taken action to ensure that everyone did what we had to do in the short term to ensure our longer term safety. We are lucky to have had months of lockdown, but we were not unaffected by that, obviously. I hate to think about it, but climate change is going to create a lot more instability than COVID has, and it's going to last a lot longer. This is how we feel after one year, with vaccines already on the horizon and our government able to offer financial assistance and no food shortages. And all of those things are not guaranteed in a climate-affected future. 
Every year around this time, I do a personal stock take. What has the year past been about? What happened? How did I grow? How was I challenged? Who did I spend time with? And I think about the year coming up. What would I like it to be? What choices have I got in front of me? And I don't love New Year's resolutions. I'm way too contrary to ever do something because I've told myself I'm supposed to do it. I'm kind of more likely to do the opposite thing. (laughs) But I do like to take the time to get a bit more clarity about what sort of life I would like to be living and what I can do to get closer to that. Moving more lightly on this earth and working towards a common goal of a safe climate future has been high on my list for quite a few years now. And personally, I've still got a long way to go, but I'm chipping away at it, challenging myself to change one thing at a time. This time last year, I was planning and preparing for the first season of Saltgrass in the new incarnation of the show. I'd been wanting to create the show for two years and had finally got the funding. Producing this show over the last year has certainly not been what I expected, just as so much in 2020 wasn't. I knew I was going in with the idea that I was a novice and I would be talking to people who knew about the climate crisis in more depth than I did. I was going in as a learner. But what I was not expecting was to have humorous, soulful, heartfelt and insightful conversations with so many different people and people with such broad spectrum of backgrounds. People have shared their life stories, their deeply held beliefs and their hard-earned experience. Speaking to the guests on this show has given me a lot of hope in spite of how dire the situation is. I hope listening has given the same to you. Through the whole year, I was able to keep the show going, even though I couldn't have guests in the main FM studios or interview people face to face. We still managed to make it work with phone interviews and patching together the tech I already had at home. My little field recorder got a really solid workout this year. In my annual stock take of the year that has been, 2020 has left a stronger impression than many years before it. You'd think that this would bring with it a bit more clarity about what I would want for the future. Yet it seems hard this year to think about the upcoming year, 2021, to plan or even set goals, I guess, I guess because things are still so uncertain. This time last year, I was blithely making lists and setting intentions that all got completely blown out of the water. And I guess I'm wondering if I dare make plans this time. But I can still reflect on what I'm grateful for. And sometimes that comes down to the bare bones of existence. I'm grateful for my health, for the security I have of a house and running water and electricity, and for a country that's not in deep turmoil. It soon gets more entwined. I feel like in the last year, we've become more aware of how important community is and the structures that support us. The pandemic has brought into stark relief how important it is, who is in government, and how they choose to handle situations like this to deny or to accept, to act or to pander to those who do not want change. Sound familiar? I'm aware and grateful for the fact that I live in a community that can grow food locally and is connected and generous enough to share that. We have a strong movement towards neighbourhood resilience groups in this region and it has become so apparent how important those connections become when the shit hits the fan. In terms of making this show, I've been grateful this past year that I've had the support of a radio station that has done everything it can to make sure we presenters are safe while still being able to share our music and words with you out there, our community of listeners. MainFM and 3MDR have both been brilliant at keeping everything going through very challenging times. I've been grateful that this show has been able to continue and that even though the pandemic overshadowed everything, there were still people who knew that the longer and harder battle was still going on. 
that is the climate crisis. On that note, I was surrounded by brilliant people who were still fighting that good fight even through the pandemic. Advocating, protesting, raising awareness, changing habits. The local movement for our shy to transition to zero net emissions in the next decade has been a huge part of all of this through 2020. It has been part of my job with the Mount Alexander Sustainability Group. It has meant that I am working with and surrounded by some of the most passionate, patient and determined people in our region. People who are giving everything to the climate crisis, even through other major world-changing crises. You have heard several of them speak in the past on this show, and there'll be more of them in the coming year. World events are still very intense, with the pandemic still claiming thousands of lives a day, and America in deep conflict as Biden transitions to presidency and Trump is ushered out. It will be very interesting to see what Biden can do to help heal the nation on so many levels, from the pandemic to the political divide, to race relations and climate change. Australia, meanwhile, is still stuck with a climate-denying federal government and states that have varying degrees of climate acceptance and action. As such, it is still so important that local communities lead the way in terms of climate action. One day our government will catch up and start taking action as well. And that day can't come too soon. So Saltgrass is funded for another 30 episodes. Thank you very much to the Community Broadcasting Foundation, or the CBF, for that. And we have so much more to offer. This year, we'll be traveling beyond the goldfields a little. We'll go north and visit Mildura and Echuca, if all goes according to plan. Both of those cities are on the Murray River and the border between Victoria and New South Wales. One is building a huge solar farm and the other has a trust for nature property that is worth hearing about. We'll also go south to Melbourne and visit community radio station 3MDR, who've been airing this show most of last year. They requested the program for their listeners because they have a strong community of like-minded folk who are also doing what they can do in their area. So we're going to go and have a chat to some people down there and see what's happening in Upway. This year, Saltgrass will continue to be released fortnightly so that my health and my life is sustainable and it will allow me to do a few extra things for the show. I'm tossing around a couple of new ideas, like maybe a book club? There are so many wonderful books out there that have really given me hope and fresh new perspectives on the climate problem. And every time I read one, I just kind of want to read the whole book out loud to you guys as an episode, which isn't really the best way to share a thing like that. So I thought, why not get a few people together to discuss these books as an episode, which is a little bit more interesting than me just reading out loud. We'll let you know in advance what the book is, and then maybe a month later we'll discuss it. And if you want to join in, you can read the book as well. And then when we discuss it, you can submit your thoughts to us and we'll read them out loud on the episode. I'll also be starting an e-news, which I've been intending to produce all year, but never quite got around to. So please head to saltgrasspodcast.com and sign up for the e-news. I'll give you the latest episodes straight to your inbox and other updates and tidbits as they come up. Don't forget to subscribe to Saltgrass on your favorite podcasting app. And if you can't find it there, then I beg you, please let me know because I can do stuff to make it available on whichever platform you prefer to listen to. So let me know which platform is your favorite. And if you can't find Saltgrass there, I'll do my best to get it there. I have a new look for the podcast this year. I hope you like it. You'll see this new aesthetic on the Saltgrass podcast Instagram page, Facebook and our website. So please like, follow, share, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate 
you out there listening in and I really hope that you share the show with your friends if you enjoy it. Salt of the earth people. Grassroots change. Salt grass. Listen to all episodes of Turning the Goldfields Green at saltgrasspodcast.com.